When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, your <laughs> smart speakers. Which current franchise is the most disrespected in sports? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Twitter feed is at KeyJ and Max. We're asking because it might be the Miami Heat. What you know about that right there, Max? That Jada, that kiss to Jada, Jada is to one of my all-time favorites. Jada and Styles what? P. Like, if you're talking about two-on-two, two, I don't know who gets them. Maybe Ray and Ghost. Maybe, like, they, Ooh, there are Ray not a Ghost, lot. Yeah, yeah, Ray and Ghost is my all-time yeah, favorite. Yeah, that's all-time. My, that's my all-time favorite. Jada's but right there, though. Jada right is there. so nasty Legendary. with it. <laughs> Jada has it's never made a bad me? song. Huh? Yo, I grew up very hard-headed, athletic, thought I knew everything, wanted to do everything. Oh, I could, I could spit lyrics all day long. You ever him. hear, I mean, listen, him, by the way, speaking of Ray and Ghost and Jada and Styles P, you ever hear, uh, I'm sure you have, Run, Ghost, and Jada? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Speaking of run, yeah. I'm watching the Miami Heat make a run. You know what I'm watching the Knicks do? Just be in the same spot they always are. Listen to that ham-handed segue. That was great. I feel like that Hannibal Lecter our, now that, that ham-handed segue. Compared to your segues, that was incredible. So, Jay. <laughs> there it is. Now I'm switching into you, radio host you, mode. <laughs> I love when you go into it because you, you, you go like this with the lips. You go, mmm. Mm, yeah. So, Jay. Stop looking at my lips, man. <laughs> That's, yeah. So, Paul listen. Said. The Knicks are not good. I don't know if you've noticed. They made the playoffs. What? They didn't win the playoff series. They got beaten by Atlanta, who's not a great team. Mm. And Knicks fans are going crazy and beating their chests and all this. And now they're right back to not even making a play-in tournament where – 10 out of 15 teams make it. They are a pathetic organization. And by the way, new regime. I think Leon Rose, World Wide West, have it started to point it in the right direction. Thibodeau was an interesting choice as coach. But the reason I bring up the Knicks is that the Miami Heat are probably the most disrespected franchise at this moment. Certainly they're a candidate. Because Pat Riley, as you have said, is an all-time great any sport candidate for greatest executive of all time slash coach of all time, right? Mm-hmm. The interesting thing is, why do the Lakers have the history they do? Uh, Jerry West, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Why do the Celtics, Red Auerbach and, and, and Bill Russell? But Pat Riley has been amazing. He won all those championships in L.A. Then he gets to, and he saved the Lakers, right? Then he gets to New York, and they come within a fingertip, Olajuwon's fingertip of closing those guys out in six games with John Starks as the second best player on the team. And the Knicks were on the precipice, but they wouldn't cut Pat Riley in for a piece of the action. So he goes down to Miami. Jay, first thing he does, he pairs Tim Hardaway with Alonzo Mourning. They're a playoff powerhouse. Not quite enough. So he goes out, drafts Dwayne Wade, signs up Shaq, or trades for Shaq, wins a championship. Then he gets LeBron and Bosh to join Wade, goes to four, wins two more. And now this iteration of the team, they just went to the finals. They may be on their way again. That is a Pat Riley organization. Props to Eric Spolstra, but that's a Pat Riley organization. The Knicks had him. The whole history of the Heat should be the history of the Knicks. It is not. 
Because they played Pat Riley cheap. And to, to fit into the narrative even more, Max, right? When you go down to South Florida, what does it feel? It feels like you're in paradise, right? It feels like you can relax. It feels very star-driven, Miami Beach, all that. When you come up to New York, it's either really cold or it's really hot. Like, people, it's, it's, like let me just do all the dirty work, do what I need to do. It feels like that culture is the culture that the Knicks are trying to build and should be their culture. And on top of that, like, you have certain – Kenny Payne. Now, a lot of New York Knicks fans probably know who Kenny Payne is. A lot of other fans may not know. But Kenny Payne was on the staff, okay? Now, I know Kenny Payne through times at Kentucky uh, with John Calipari. He's known Worldwide West for the longest time. He's known Leon Rose. Kenny Payne then went to come to head coach of Louisville, right? And I know Worldwide West is still there. But it feels like people now are starting to think to themselves, like, are we really going to turn this franchise around? Like, do we really have autonomy to do so? Or is it going to be the same old theme over and over again? You know what the most valuable resource in any organization is human resource, right? The Lakers have been suffering since you know when, and they have won a chip since then. It was one because, you know, Jeannie Buss is a chip off the old block in certain respects of the greatest owner ever, Dr. Jerry Buss, the late, great Dr. Jerry Buss, by far the greatest owner in the history of American team sports. But they let Jerry West walk out the door. And remember where he went to advise at first? Golden State. And I said at the time on L.A. Radio, Mm. Battle of the 405 has just begun because Jerry West is up. But by the way, it didn't begin because the Lakers didn't show up. But Golden State became dominant. Remember, they wanted to trade Clay Thompson for Kevin Love. Jerry West put his body in front of it. Remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. Then he winds up on the Clippers. You know why Tobias Harris got that big deal in Philadelphia? Jerry West knew exactly what he was doing. The Lakers don't have Jerry West. They don't have Pat Riley. They've been suffering. The Knicks got a piece of the Lakers' action with Pat Riley, and they let it slip through their fingers, and it now belongs to the Heat. And if you want to know why the Heat are a perennial powerhouse, that's why. But, see, I don't understand. So – I, I hear the reasoning behind that for the Knicks, and I agree with you. But why isn't why doesn't the feel the same way with the Rangers, right? Like Dolan's been pretty hands off with the Rangers. You think about longtime GM and president Glenn Sather, right? He's been a big part of the team, growing the team. He's still a senior advisor today. He's made some moves, right? But uh, like firing both president John Davison and GM Jeff Gordon, he's done certain things like that. But to a degree, it's been hands off, and they're a young. He team. may understand hockey better than base, than basketball. He may understand it better. He may like it. I think it's thing. the other way around. I think he lets the hockey people, like Chris Drury now in charge of the Rangers, I think he lets them do their thing and he stays away. I think he actually loves the Knicks more, which is why he's more involved in the Knicks. It's interesting. Look, the New York Yankees, who were suffering for years because George Steinbrenner was too hands-on throughout the 80s, never went to the playoffs after 81, when Steinbrenner got kicked out of baseball for a while, that's when – Stick Michael and all these guys stopped trading away prospects. They built the dynasty of the late 90s, early 2000s because Steinbrenner wasn't involved. So that may be the case for, for the Rangers and, and Jim Dolan. Vinny in Hartford. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Hey, hey Max, what's going on, bro? Listen, yeah. I do think you're giving uh, Steph Curry a little bit of shade because when Burr and the Celtics won the first championship – Who's the series MVP? Maxwell. Uh, you know, Cornbread Maxwell was. Yep. Does that mean that Larry Bird wasn't the best player? It just happened. Yeah, but then, but Larry Bird then went on to win multiple finals MVPs. No, Steph no, 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 no. You can't just say, but Vin, 
You can't say but then. That happens sometimes. No, no, no. I don't. I, no, no. I can't say it, Vinny, because I'm fine if you don't win the finals MVP every time. Never once. You've been in five finals. You haven't won it once. That doesn't strike you as odd. But again, you was talking about that first one. Well, he should have did this and that. Or so, but technically, he probably could have gotten it. You know, sometimes no. they just give it to the person that who they think is the hot player. So that doesn't mean he's not. But he the had best five player. bites at the apple. And by the way, my, and my point is this. It's not that Steph didn't create a culture where you could take advantage of another team's injury and win a championship, which is the only one they won with Steph as the best player. Other team got hurt, they won. Now you could say the same thing about Toronto, where, where Steph's team got hurt and, and Kawhi won. That's fair. That's fair. But in Steph's case, Jay, the fact that he hasn't been able to be the best player in the series when they needed him most is why they needed KD in the first he place. Was averaging twenty seven that series, you know that, I, right? Steph is an excellent player. I'm not denying. Yeah, that. but you act like twenty seven are numbers for people that are just like, I, there's superstars who don't average twenty seven in NBA. That's finals. not how I do it, really, Jay. I look like this. I'm just honest about it. Does the person maintain their normal level of performance? Do they go up or do they go down? Well, I'm not saying Peyton Manning I'm consistently not, not, got worse in the now, playoffs. I'm not That's a that fact. There aren't some questions around some things that I feel like in order for him to move up into the upper echelon, you need him to address about clutch moments, even Mm -hmm. though I think he's been clutch. But you're saying in the bigger moments of Mm -hmm. NBA Finals, Mm -hmm. things of that sort, I understand that. But I'm not going to minimize the guy's greatness because he hasn't delivered on enough clutch moments, in your opinion. If you're sensing a little Steph hate or if it feels like I'm negative, I will tell you what that comes from. Um, In 2016, I was arguing on Sports Nation with Marcellus Wiley and Michelle Beadle. I was arguing with them that, in fact, in any other era, LeBron would be the best player in the game. But in this one, the way this game is played, remember, that was a unanimous MVP year. Steph Curry's the best player in the game. I know it's not fair. It's just the way it is. He's redefined the game. I was very, very high on Steph. And I was expecting them to beat the Cavs handily, right? When it came down to it, though, and I I bought tickets as a fan to go see that game Ah, seven because I wanted to watch history. You were committed to it. You were invested. I thought, and and, but but the the thing is, I go in with a question. Can he do it? I believe he can. What I saw the last four and a half minutes of a game seven in the fourth quarter at home was not a single point scored by the greatest offense of all time run by Steph Curry. I saw him throw the ball out of bounds. I saw him miss shots. I saw him pass up on shots. It was an all-time choking performance. And that's when I thought, huh, wait a minute. What's going on here, right? Now, once they got KD, they couldn't lose. But it told me something, because the year before I was arguing, no, Steph is doing great in 2015. He's just, the defense is to him, so he's getting other guys involved and whatever. But the fact was, Cavs would have won if they'd have been healthy. And then the next year, the Warriors lost. And since then, I've had my eye on Steph. Will he come through when the pressure is highest? I have not yet seen that. Does he deserve credit for contributing to a winning environment and creating that culture and redefining the game? Check, check, check. Yes, yes, yes. One of the greatest players of all time. You want to be top 10 of all time? Let me see you come through with the chips on the line. Mm. I need to see it. Okay. Jamal in Baltimore. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Yes. Um, this was another show, watch our show all the time. Just wanted to... Start off with the Ravens, I would say, is one of the most disrespectful franchises. I'll throw a couple things out there. Just one, just to show y'all how much I listen to y'all. Keyshawn Johnson could have had a chance to come to the Ravens, disrespected us, didn't even want to come here. Yet we we did win the Super Bowl that 2000 year. I could understand he wouldn't want to play with Scott Mitchell, of all people. I think it was Tony Banks in 2000. But um, that one of the original owners when we came in in 96, Art Moldell, you can say, is probably one of the most disrespectful owners 
when you got Cleveland, even after when he passed away, they you know put him on his shrines and stuff like that. But just to go back to what I was saying with the Ravens, um, you got to think with Brian Billick, we won the Super Bowl in his second year. John Harbaugh winning the Super Bowl in his fifth year, having one of the longest tenure coaches. But yet, you know, a lot of times I watch a lot of the power rankings and stuff, and you know, we don't always get up there. And we, I don't know if that's a byproduct of just how we used to play as far as defensively early on in um, you know the Ravens history. Um, even with Joe Flacco, disrespect the quarterback. You think, you know, Jay? He won his Super Bowl in you know his fifth year. All right, I'll say this about the Ravens, Jay. I agree. They are somewhat disrespected because the Steelers, and probably because the Steelers won all those Super Bowls in the 70s, they have a four-Super Bowl head start with the Bradshaw, Mean Joe, Green teams, right? But Harbaugh and now Lamar and before Flacco and, and that organization, they compete week in and week, week out, out, year in and year that. out. They're never out of it. They're usually in the playoffs. A lot of times they're winning playoff games, and yet they are not somehow perceived by uh, 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 or not readily perceived kind of like San Francisco nowadays, as an NFL powerhouse. But they are. I mean, well, we had them. We still had Lamar in the MVP conversation before he finally got hurt. I mean, the guy was playing injured. They had so many injuries over the last couple of years. I feel like that's changed over the last several years, but I understand historically where he's coming at. Lewis in Fort Wayne, who is the most disrespected team? Which one in sports right now? I feel like it's the Utah Jazz. I mean, we haven't won the championship to claim that we are as great as what we have been throughout history. But in terms of just having consistent winning, I don't think there's too many franchises out there that can top this. So so I agree with you on the Jazz. The, the problem that sometimes happens with the Jazz is, and it's different from the Heat, because I, I think a lot of the rumblings that you've had between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert over the last couple of years since the pandemic have been the thing that's kind of made that situation unravel a little bit, right? Nobody, you saw Quinn Snyder being projected to potentially be the Lakers coach. He was very highly esteemed uh, personality that people thought of in the NBA. But like, I think over the last several years, you've been starting, seeing that kind of diminish a little bit because of how that relationship has gone between Donovan and Rudy and them not being able, them essentially kind of like crashing in the playoffs, man. They haven't reached their maximum potential. They haven't been to an NBA Finals. The Jazz are an interesting selection as being a disrespected franchise. I understand why someone would say that. And if you wanted to say underrated versus overrated, the Jazz are probably a slightly underrated franchise. But I think you need championship. Heat have those, right? And I think you need, like recently, I think you put your, your finger right on it, Jay. The fact that Gobert and Mitchell had the problems with chemistry that they had, and the fact that the team seemed to fall apart after having such a good last couple seasons diminishes the idea that they're so disrespected right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's pr- – if, ha- if they were, le- you know, one or two in the standings and no one was talking about them, fine. But that's not what it is right now. Yeah, nobody was really talking about Utah this season as much as other seasons in the past. Meantime. I want to get back to this uh, Pat Riley thing with the, with the heat being disrespected because I think the Niners, as I mentioned, every year when Garoppolo's been healthy, and if Trey Lance is better than Garoppolo, then they're in really good shape, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like a version of the Chiefs. I'm not saying Trey Lance would be Patrick Mahomes, but they had Alex Smith. He was good. They would make the playoffs. And I think Garoppolo may be better than Alex Smith at that time. 
and Trey Lance maybe not Patrick Mahomes now, obviously, but they may be even better than they've been recently, and that's a lot. But the heat, it is true that the underestimation of the human resources in the heat, the kind of level of competitiveness, as it's like almost as important as the roster itself. And so maybe we have been sleeping on the heat. Khalif in Virginia, most under most disrespected franchise. Khalif. Khalif, you there? Hey, I'm here. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, got we got you. you, baby. Uh yeah, I had to call in this morning, y'all, because I'm a Heat fan, so I had to call in and speak up for us. Um we are by far the most disrespected team in all sports. Um when it comes down to it, we're in a championship mix every Every five to ten years, we have the best, best organization, top from from owner all the way down to players in in the NBA. And we come to compete. We just don't have flashy players that's easy to market. That's why nobody talks about us. But the Gabe Vinces, the Max Truths of the world, and we come. We, we win professional basketball games. We're a professional basketball team, the highest level. Well, Khalif, I'll give you another example of why I agree with your comment on this. Just look at the video of Jimmy Butler walking out after they won their last series against Philadelphia. What was it that Jimmy was screaming? Y'all chose Tobias Harris over me? Y'all chose Tobias Harris over me is what he was yelling, right? So, I mean, him literally admitting that he wanted to be part of Joel Embiid's team after they were able to get rid of the 76ers tells you how he feels each and every day, there's a chip on this dude's shoulder, and he just epitomizes who that organization is. Nick Friedel talked about just that on the ESPN NBA reporter, of course. This is from SportsCenter last night. Listen to this. They know who's counting them out. They know who's writing them off, and they're using it as fuel. But they, their belief in themselves is unbelievable. This is a team that has the heart of a title contender, and they know in order to get to where they want to go, they've got to go through the Celtics. And Jimmy Butler channeled his uh, personal Ric Flair and saying, <laughs> in order to beat the best, you got to go through the best to make it happen. All that was missing was a woo at the end. But the Heat are ready, and they know they can get it done because they know that Jimmy Butler is playing at the highest level of his career. I mean, I never thought this, but when Jimmy Butler first went to Miami, I was like, all right, like Jimmy Butler would be, be good. Like, yo, if they win a chip this year, he might go down as one of the greatest Miami Heat players ever. Well, I like, think that's if you the got issue, D-Rate really. number one, you got Braun, if you want to categorize Let's get into Braun, that. Alonzo Mourning's in that, then like what? LeBron is by far the greatest Heat player ever, right? But yeah, but, but he's but, not but Mr. Mi- heat. But, yeah, Mr. He's heat. He's not is Mr. Dwayne Miami Wade. Heat. That's Dwayne Wade has okay. three. Like, it's, it's Dwayne Wade's Miami Heat team. I want to get into that. It is. Pat Riley team. You're thinking about a very tough-minded player, almost an underdog type, right? But that kind of mentality, whatever his talent level is. But Dwayne Wade's talent was pitched, it was perceived at least, higher than Jimmy Butler's because of where Jimmy Butler started from. Dwayne Wade was, I think, the fourth overall pick in the draft, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and Jimmy Butler was later on, and Jimmy Butler started as a defensive stopper, and then he was, hey, he could also score, and then he got better and better and better, and he kicked around the NBA to different teams and sometimes not getting along with teammates, how much of it is he's leading, how much of it is he's actually being disruptive, right? There were questions. Dwayne Wade, if you ask me right now, lie to tell you, who's more talented, Wade or Butler? I'd say Wade. I think Wade is a more yes. talented player. Yes, And because of that, he is, like just now, even Nick Friedel betrayed what most people are thinking. He said they have the heart of a championship contender. We know that already. Do they have 
then we know they have the heart. Do they have the talent of a championship winner? Well, that's the because thing. Dwayne Wade did. Does Jimmy Butler? Because Dwayne Wade has Shaq, no doubt. He has Shaq, like. And Sha- I mean, Shaq will go down. Shaq averaged twenty three point seven points per game. I mean, but Wade he, had the greatest he, finals since Jordan at that. I time. I agree with you, right? But it's teammates. So, and then Dwayne Wade had LeBron James, obviously. But it's Mister Flash, man. Like I, I do think that Jimmy's at this interesting position where it's like I don't know if he ever surpasses Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Alonzo Mourning. But it could be right there with Shaq. It could be maybe the fourth. I think different. greatest Heat. I think he has a chance to go down. As, as the number two Mr. Heat guy to Dwayne Wade if he wins a championship. If he wins one over Braun? Cause, yes, cause because Braun's played Braun, so many different places. LeBron chose Miami. But he see, was otherworldly no. gifted. J- Jimmy Butler had to, had to scrap every step of the way to get there. I, I hear you, but I also feel like Miami was a place for Braun that was – it was him literally growing uh, – like growing up. When LeBron came to Miami, Brian be- – uh, Brian – LeBron became the villain. Like, it was the first time in his career where he was like, okay, I'll embrace being the villain. Come say hi to the bad guy. Exactly. Don't say and, goodbye. And Miami embraced that with yeah. him. Same with D-Wade. So there was a – and I, I know that he's Cleveland's own, and he will forever be remembered for bringing a championship back to Cleveland, their first, right? But you watched him grow and own that. And you watched that team go from D-Wade's Two bronze but team ultimately, when it was all said and done. Ultimately, he chose right in the middle of his prime to leave. Now, it was to go home, and people understand that like more than they would otherwise. But if Jimmy Butler stays put in Miami and wins a championship or maybe two, I believe he will go down if he in wins the two, hearts if, if he, of if Heat he wins fans. Two, okay. In the heart if he wins of, two, okay. Even if he gets one, I think in the heart of real Miami Heat fans, he'll be second to D-Wade. See, LeBron's won three with Miami, two, right? No, two. two. Two went to four straight yeah, one. Four two straight, lost yes, the first right, one and the, right, and the right. last one. That's right. Yeah, because so, he's at four. Okay. Future Hall of Famer on his way to a comeback. Jay, Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I think it's far-fetched. I think the pickleball thing is more realistic, honestly, for Drew Brees at this point in his career. And I think it's unlikely Drew plays football again. We saw the final two seasons and really the lack of arm strength. My wife's the one that told me about it because I don't follow social media. So I thought, well, that, that's interesting. That'll bring up some questions tomorrow at the golf tournament. So <laughs> I think it was a comment made in jest, and we certainly hadn't had any conversations in that regard. Hey. Join now. By one of the people, I really like talking combat sports with our following guest, Jay. RC. Oh, yeah. Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark likes watching fights. Likes to fight, too, I think. I think you like to fight, yeah. Ryan. I get, I get it. I've seen What's it. What's going man. on, RC? What up, RC? 
What's up, good brothers? How y'all doing, man? What's up, my brother? <laughs> Do I get to say no, that too? No, it ain't nothing trying that? to be like y'all. Hey, uh, so, RC, Drew Brees says his future is uncertain. Do you think <laughs> he could possibly play in the NFL again? No, I think Drew Brees was joking. Like, to be honest, I think he was – I really think he was playing, and now we are taking this thing and we're actually believing that he's going to play again, that he might not be back on NBC. I don't – he truly thinks he can come back and be a suitable option for a contending team as a good quarterback. Hey, let me I, follow- I, I just don't. I just don't believe that. Let me follow up with this with you, RC, because obviously you'll talk football, basketball types of stuff, fighting, as I said. Um, I was thinking about Drew Brees the other day, watching Chris Paul, and thinking, is Drew Brees basically Chris Paul with the championship? Like undersized, wear, wore down a lot, especially in the second half of his career, because probably he's undersized, but really, really good, put up good numbers, and was in the playoffs basically every year, right? Is he basically Chris Paul with the chip? Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at those guys, you, you kind of say overachieved, right? Because even with being their size, their physical, tangible traits of whether it's arm strength or you look at Chris Paul shooting or jumping ability, any of those things, they also didn't have those. You know, it's not like the John Morant's where he's small, but he has this crazy bounce. Those guys learn to play the game from the neck up. You know, Chris Paul understood spacing on the court, understood how to create a shot, understood how to get people involved. Drew Brees understood anticipation. Drew Brees was the guy that studied, knew where every player on the defense and offense were going to be. So they were very similar, especially when we're going to talk about physically and then being able to use their physical traits and what they can do um, mentally as well to become Hall of Famers. And I think the chip matters. Yeah, chip matters. Chip and not showing up in those moments to get your team to a championship has created a, a world It created a space where Pat Beverly can come on and crush Chris mm. Paul and say things about him in that manner because he hasn't won. And people, some people push back. Other people kind of understand it. But I believe if he has that chip, people don't talk about him in that same way. Got to get that one. Mm. See, RC, I, I like when, when players come on, and tell you like their unvarnished truth. Like the reality is, and you do your pod every single day, RC. Like I've seen the conversations you have. The RC the, got a live pod. Yeah, the, the reality is that like it's complex. And I'm okay if somebody doesn't like somebody. Now, it's our job as people who do this professionally to put that into perspective. But I'm okay with somebody coming out and saying, you know what, right now I don't really respect where Chris Paul is at. And that's why I feel like Patrick Beverly is on. Eight. No, listen, the, the thing is this. I, I thought about it yesterday when Matt Barnes kind of, you know, replied to Pat Bev on um, NBA in the sense of Pat Bev is coming on still as a player. And I worked as a player as well. I had a contract for two years, and I was a little bit more selective about the way I chose to mm. talk about guys because you still had to go out there and play in the game. It's physical, and you just never know what's going to happen. But from a basketball perspective, The one thing I totally understood that Pat Bev said was, when I play Chris Paul, I go to 44 State and eat, and I'll have a glass of wine. (laughs) But when I play Steph Curry, I go to bed at 8 o'clock, tell my mom and tell my my, my girl, don't call me. I actually get that, and Pat Bev is just giving us his experience. Like, in that that point, he's actually not telling us his opinion. What he's saying is, I don't lose sleep a night before playing Chris Paul at this point in his career. And, like, that I understand. Like, to me, you know, that part, 
isn't disrespectful and probably none of it because he's still a current player and he gets an opportunity to go out there next year and prove again on the court with Chris Paul that he means what he says and that he can back it up. But I still think when, when those guys come on TV, I do believe people forget they're still current players, right? When you're sitting up there with JJ Redick and Mike Greenberg, people are looking at you for the, the analyst or the analysis information that we give. And I think that's why, you know, some people felt a way about it. Super Bowl champion, ESPN NFL analyst Ryan Clark joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will Max. RC, I want to bring you back to your Drew Brees point uh, because I think Drew Brees had so many of those intangibles, right? The leadership, the communication skills that sometimes get overlooked because we only look at sheer physical talent. And it, it, it makes me question having Chris Olave, having Jarvis Landry now, having Michael Thomas, having Alvin Kamara. How much pressure does that now put on Jameis Winston, not only physically, but those leadership intangibles that we talked about Drew Brees having now to fill those shoes? I think it puts a ton of pressure on Jameis Winston. Um, but, like, when you've looked at Jameis Winston throughout of his career, people have actually looked at him as a leader, even though some of the things he did often were head-scratching. But it puts a ton of pressure on him to perform as well, a ton of pressure on him to get that team and get those players to play at the height of their abilities because now the New Orleans Saints believe that they can compete. The New Orleans Saints believe that they have built a team that has a chance to compete to win the NFC South, and that's going to totally be on Jameis Winston. We talked about last year Jameis kind of playing for his career, and through seven games they were 5-2, and and he played well. I think this year he's playing to set himself up well into his 30s if he can go out and play well with this team lead these young players but also when you have a Jarvis Landry when you bring on a Tyron Matthew you bring on leadership with those guys as well so I think Jameis has to tap in to that and you can lead as a team it wasn't just Drew Brees who led the entire New Orleans Saints you know you had the Cam Jordans you had uh you had the Malcolm Jenkinses. You had the Jonathan Vilmos throughout his career. So I think the team has to understand that as well. Hey, we have like 10 seconds, RC. If Gronk comes back, who's going to win the South, Bucks or Saints? Mm. Right now, I still have the Saints. Right now, I think the Saints, are, I think the Saints are the best team. I think the Saints have worked to be the more complete team. If pinning the tackle that they drafted in the first round is a guy who can play well, hold up, and protect Jameis Winston, I believe that the New Orleans Saints are the better team in the NFC South right now. Mm. Ryan Clark, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN NFL analyst, Super Bowl champ, pro bowler. Oh, what hasn't he done? Thank you, R.C. All right, brother R.C. My man, y'all have a good one, fellas. All right, baby. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Patrick Beverly, the man himself, joins us. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. So, uh, Jay, you see how Mark Cuban went at Lil Wayne with his own lyrics? See, first off, this is why I love Mark Cuban. I had him on, on my podcast, The Limits on NPR, which was it was incredible just to hear his thoughts on how he went about building a franchise. You have everyone also, on that podcast. The thing I, that's so dope about him, Max, is that he is an owner who is culturally aware and in tune mm-hmm. about what's going on, right? Like, we came out this whole conversation about James Dole and how relevant he can be and the Rangers are doing well, but you're wondering why he's inept with the Knicks. Like, this dude is... Boots on the ground with the maps. So, like, Lil Wayne want to talk trash to Luca. Okay, Mark Cuban's going to clap back at you. But it feels like it's more done, like, in friendly. You know what you never want, though? You never want to go, like, at like this at a rapper because they make their living doing this. And Lil Wayne's one of the nicest ever. Yeah, right? but I, so, I don't think it was said, said, like, out of anger. But, you know, if Lil Wayne writes a song and puts Mark Cuban's name in the song, okay. I think Mark Cuban would be fine Cuban with it. Cuban better have some bars ready. <laughs> he got he yeah. has gold bars, go, a lot of them. Yeah, go, go give some to Kendrick or something <laughs> and get someone to write for him because he might need it. But um, do you want your owner to be one of these, like, vibrant personalities that engages in the culture of the community? Or would you rather him be hands-off, stand in the background, you don't really have a relationship, you don't really know anything about him? You want to hear what uh, Mark Cuban quoted? Yeah. So he tweeted, first Lil Wayne tweeted, Luca, uh, and then it's garden tool. You can yes. figure out which one. Yes. Is it a rake? No. I'm trying to think of what it might be. <laughs> Jeez. What garden tool is he saying Luca is? Um, hmm. Yeah, we got it. Okay. And what did Mark Cuban say? Well, then he, he quoted the tweet and then quote tweeted, it's a blank show. Well, he, he wrote that and then it's a blank show puts you front row. Mavericks fan for life. Hashtag MFFL. And took a picture of what? There was a picture of Lil Wayne sitting in front row. Oh, he had courtside seats to watch your don't, team you, get put in that Believe me, Mark, I, look, I like Mark Cuban, too. You, you don't want it with Lil Wayne. Not you want to start snapping on Lil Wayne? He, I'm telling you, he's good. Oh, he's clapping back at him. That's yeah. fine. Also, if Lil, Lil Wayne, Wayne back. if Lil Wayne like wrote a verse and went at Mark Cuban, that's a great honor. It doesn't yes. matter if you're getting dissed. It's like, by the way. Even if you are getting dissed, it's still a dope honor. That's Wayne. When Jay went at Nas, right, the takeover. Yeah. He said at the end, he was like, you know, Nas had a whole verse, and then he did a verse on Mob Deep, and he told everyone else, like, you only get half a bar, right? <laughs> like, the Which fact is disrespectful the fa- and respectful at the right, same time. Right, saying, because he's saying, look, I'll spend a whole verse on Nas, but the rest of y'all get half a bar. If Lil Wayne actually dropped some bars about Mark Cuban, doesn't matter if you're getting this, it's Lil Wayne writing about you. That's what you. I'm saying. That's legendary stuff. And Mark yep. Cuban, I like it. That's who I am. I'm going to clap back at you. I'm going to talk trash too. You know who dropped some bars yesterday, Jay? The man, the myth, the legend? Pat Beverly dropped some bars yesterday, and we're going to get the follow-up right here. G-Sean, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Person, 
who's played in the NBA a long time and was able to get the keys to the car at a very young age. And due to that, is able to have the numbers he's able to have. Just because he was given the keys to the at car. At an early age. At an early, can you go into that a little bit more? Give me the keys when I'm, I don't know, 18, 19. I don't know when he got drafted, 19, 20. 20 years, up to, what, 37 at 17 years? You better have some numbers. Well, he, he got, Patrick Beverly's got some friends in the industry. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Chris Paul's not one of them. He is a three-time All-NBA defensive team giving you the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Mac, hold on one, th- one second. All I'm going to say is I played my sport not to be friends with people. Yeah. I played my sport to compete, to win. Me too. And me to make too. sure that when oh. you saw me, you knew that your place was beneath me because I want, I want you to know I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. That's why you spend all that time in the gym. I, I am curious, P-Bev, what the last 24 hours have been like for you since you came on here and you've given your unvarnished truth uh, yesterday. Real good, man. Me and my girl, we went out for a little bike ride yesterday. Uh, enjoyed some, 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 some New York hot dogs. Went to a nice pizza spot. All right. Uh, uh, oh, it's the offseason. You're like, to hell did, with it. Pizza, did, hot did dogs. a good deed. Turned the phone off. Went to Central Park. Uh, enjoyed New York. The, the part of New York I haven't seen before. Turned my phone back on. I see NBA players, ex-NBA players, you know, giving me their opinions via Twitter. Uh, I mean, everyone's entitled to it. and I'm not tripping. You know, it's part of the game. I just don't like the part where, you know, you can you can defend somebody who, you know what I'm saying, who getting cooked. You know, West Westbrook comes out, Pat Bev, trick y'all, woo-woo. Ain't did nobody stand up for me. And they know I be locking up they homies. Nobody stand up for Pat Bev and say, man, don't be talking about Pat Bev like that. You got these NBA players, ex-NBA players speaking about other people's money and what they get and what they shouldn't get. But you guys are the same people that when it was time to get your deal, you wouldn't want nobody to do that. But also the same people when James Harden does sign the max, they'll be the first ones tweeting, congrats, bro, well deserved. Or when they see you, give you a dap and be like, yo, come on, man, I was just with Matt Barnes two days Why do you ago. think no one's, come, no one's spoken up for you, Pat? Does it make I you think maybe I was out of line or does it make you think maybe these guys don't have my back like they should or what does man, it make you think? Man, fake love, man. Mm-hmm. Well, that's oh, everywhere, though, love. P-Bev. You know that. I know that. But I'm just – I'm calling that what it is. I don't have friends in this league. I got some guys – you know, I got some – maybe a couple guys that I talk to on a, you know, daily basis I can call a friend of mine. But, man, when nobody come, come friending me when I was overseas – so let, let's not get it twisted now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So is it? So was that personal between you and CP3? No. Okay. Personal. One personal. Oh, I love CP, man. I, I love his game. Love what he do for the game. He just got cooked that game. But you know some people will go back to that video where you pushed him behind the back and y'all got into that stuff. Yeah, I was Like some people will reference that as like there's bad blood. Ain't no bad blood. If okay. it was anybody who got cooked, I'm going to say that. If it was Jay Crowder who got cooked, I was going to say that. If me, Paul, George, and Kay, we got cooked by Luca, everybody was saying it. Did nobody speak up for us? But, but Pat, but you know, but you know why people reacted because sometimes someone could say something. Like, for example, I'll say something about Steph never winning finals MVP. People will detect, man, there's something underneath that. What are you mad about? And I'll talk about how I paid to go see game seven in 2016 and he came up small and this and that. It sounds to me and to others like there is something underneath it, like there's a little extra something sharp in there with you and CP3. No, is that not true? Not true at all. No, uh-uh. I respect what CP, what CP's done for the game. Um, but we're talking about one game. We're talking about one game. We're talking about how Dallas exposed Phoenix. Dallas exposed us. We just end up winning. 
So, people, I have to ask you just because, I mean, I, look, we all hoopers. We're going to talk it through right here in real time. Dame came at you. Dame said, Dame what CP3 do to you? Bro came on TV acting like his word is law, speaking no, on no, private no, no. combos and uh, praying right, right. for ML's downfall. Yeah. The weird behavior shaking my head. I ain't got no horse in the race. Um, his coach, Chauncey Billups, man, he got my number. I'm not into the Twitter stuff, man. I see these people, man. We're talking about defense. Now, if it's a year where Pat Bell comes up short on defense, let me know. Let me know. But you can look at my defenses from the last five years, man. I've been locking everybody up. And I got these numbers from ESPN. I've been locking everybody up. So you can at Pat Bell what Dame, what, 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 what CP do to you. But the other conversation, call me, man. Your coach got my number, bro. I'm local. Matt Barnes, I'm local. I live in L.A. I'm local. I'm in Chicago. I don't see nobody there. Mm. Pat, I had you on this just in yesterday. You've been doing the rounds. You liking the media game? I mean, it's cool. It's cool. I, I want to end up uh, coaching when I'm done, but this is very entertaining. It's easy, too. It's, yeah, it beats working for it's a living, doesn't it? already. That's yeah. why. You yeah. should hear everyone in the industry talk about how hard they were. It's just beats working for a living. It's, yeah. not, it's not real work. It's fun. Yeah. All right, but, let's play a game with this, Pat, because uh, we were thinking about this yesterday, and I'm, I'm very curious because you bring a unique perspective on who players are or what systems they're in or what coaches they have. Mm-hmm. You bring that Pete Bev, that Pat Bev perspective. So – I tell you a name, you explain to me the word that you associate with the name. Deal? Yeah. All right, Marcus Smart. Real slash nice. Why? Uh, he's been doing what he's been doing for years. And I've actually, I, I thought that some of his best defensive games came from, I don't know, maybe two, three years ago. Mm. So I just appreciate a person like that finally getting knowledge. And uh, he the engine. He the engine to the, you know, it might be other guys, might be the Lamborghinis, but he the, he the engine to the Lamborghini. All right, Stephen Curry. Hold on, hold on, Pat. Not slash, just one word. Just what you have to he choose. He gave you a slash. He gave you a slash. He said with this real man's slash. Name in it. Nice. He can make up words. Real, real nice. Real, real nice. <laughs> That's two words. You can't hyphenate. Just combine okay, the two words real nice. All right, Stephen Curry. Legendary. All right. There ain't no more said about yeah, that. No, no more said about Jimmy that. Butler. I had a hard time with this one, man. You know, they like to get the questions before. I had a, lot, uh-huh. I had a hard time with this one. But I have to the, – the, the discipline. Mm-hmm. Discipline. He's a very disciplined man, very detailed man. Just never does anything uncharacteristic of himself? Uh, That's a superpower, though. Yeah, um, besides the little stand he had in Minnesota. But, yeah. you know, that was, un, you know, mm-hmm. characteristic of Jimmy, but a uh, very disciplined. Hey, uh, Jay, you hear how Pat was like, they give you the questions ahead of time. You could never do like a magic show. You'd be on stage telling everyone, uh, I'm not really <laughs> sawing this woman in half. Watch, watch a- my left hand real quick. <laughs> <laughs> He's gotta, he, Pat's got to keep it. When keeping it real goes wrong. wrong. You got to keep that's, it 90. That's what the segment should have been. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got to keep it 90. Give yourself some wiggle room. But Pat Bev keeps it a buck. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, like but that's real. 90. That's real, though. That's Mostly okay. real. A little bit of room. No? Oh, so, no yeah, that's, that's I, I you. keep it nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> now see, we find it out. Room. That's there you. Go. That's see, the wiggle room. I'm keeping out. it a buck about keeping it 90. So that's, that's not brings real. me up to 95. He, he keeps it a buck when people start saying Grayson Allen. He's like, why, why is his name the first thing right. to come out yeah. of your mouth? He keeps it a buck. Luka Doncic. Next up. Mm. He's mm. next up. Okay. He's next up. Like next up, like the next up, like more so than Jason Tatum, more so than. Yeah, he's next up. To win the title or to be, like, the best in the he game? He didn't stutter, Jay. I know he I'm just trying to get up. some clarity. That's all. Let me ask the man a damn question, Max. Next up, man. Okay. It was, you, 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 talked about, you talked about LeBron. We talked about him for years. We talked Ooh. about how gifted Steph Curry is, oh, how gifted man. Kyrie Irving is, oh, obviously Lord. how gifted Kevin Durant oh, is, Lord. how gifted 
Kawhi is. I get the you know PG. Think people would buy Luca sneakers. Yeah, I would. You don't have your own shoe for no reason. Yeah. I mean, Brian Mike, was trying to get him on his on his sneaker yeah. label. I'm I mean, telling you, he's yeah. next up. Yep. Sneaker label a thing, or I just make that up. Anyway, moving forward. I like forward. that, though. Yeah, sneaker, sneaker label. label. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's live. Westbrook. This is a tough one. Because I know you got a lot of love, but I also know who you are as a competitor. Yeah. I, you, people think, <laughs> I, I like, I don't dislike Westbrook. Like, the media made that bigger than what it is, you know, obviously because of the injury, but. Like, I love Westbrook. You feel I love what he do, but, you know, in this game, you just got to be careful. You just got to be careful. You know, what goes up comes down. So, that's my thing. With so, him. you don't like him cradling you like a baby? You don't? You don't. No we one got does. 30 <laughs> seconds. We got 30 seconds. No Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, 30 seconds. Greatest of all. Of all what? Leapers? Young players? What? Right, I'm going to stop You right giving there. him the A and the G-O-A? A G-O-A. He, oh. he might just be a G-O right now. Yeah, he not, on his go, way, yeah, go. You're not going to give him an all. A. More than Ja? Come on, man. Y'all tripping. Not even close. Y'all tripping. There he is, Patrick Beverly, keeping it a buck. I say keep it 90, but it's up to him. Who should be the next coach of the Lakers? That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks, Pat. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.